Hey everybody, welcome back to Why and Bry Without Direction. We are on episode 11 and my name is Wiley and I am here with... Hi everybody, I'm Brian. Thanks for joining us on this Friday. I don't know about you, Wiley, but my brain is shot. I'm at that <laughs> point on Friday where the weekend is approaching and I'm gl- I'm looking forward to just mentally clocking out. Yeah, yeah, I think we uh, we both kind of have had a a longer week this week so (laughs) both our brains are a little more shot than usual and uh, i know we're jumping into this one probably more haphazardly than we ever have which you know could could be good in some ways could be bad in in other ways so we'll we'll just see kind of how things go and uh yeah how's it going (laughs) oh it's it's going it's going well you know yeah, what could possibly go wrong with not having being prepared? <laughs> right. Yeah. I guess I guess we're about to find out, aren't we? We are about to find out. Tune in, people. Strap in. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Yep. I think what we what we wanted to start off with though is we uh, we got a little bit of feedback from some of our listeners. There uh, there was a, a listener that wanted us to talk a little bit about like manifesting goals and how to transform that into reality. Except for. Um, Hopefully, I'm understanding that right. His his uh, his explanation was a little vague, and I'm making an assumption where where he is, uh, where he's going with that. So, uh, if if not, we're going to take it in a different direction. Yeah, so. I think it's a good thing to to talk about anyway. You know, if it's uh, it's kind of in line with what they were after or not. You know, I think uh, manifestation and uh, doing specific actionable steps towards your goals and uh, self-development and things like that. I think they're, they're things that we're both uh, at least mildly passionate about, interested in, and that kind of thing, and that, that we can uh, maybe speak on to some extent, though we're not uh, by any means professionals in that regard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I think that where I normally start is like realizing I actually have a goal. Um, I, I kind of live life um, in a moment where I, I kind of, I, I like to not be tasked with things to think about. I like to have freedom to do things. And um, one of the things that I kind of uh, may find out, you know, you may, I just be may smack dab in the middle of something and realize, oh no, I've got a, I've got a new project, new goal, new task. Um, but for, for my, like my life goals, I, I, I send like my big overarching, uh, life goals. I, I did talk about it on the podcast previously, but I sit down and have like a yearly planning session with myself. So I don't know, Wiley, do you, wh- what's your process look like, like from a goal standpoint? Yeah. You know, uh, we had talked a little bit about this and I don't have, uh, c- at least currently, I don't have a very solid infrastructure for for goal setting or anything like that. I uh, I've kind of endeavored here and there uh, with goal setting techniques and methodologies, and I've I've read a lot about uh, <laughs> different different things in that regard, and um, but I've never really followed through on implementation or if I have uh, it's been mm, you know not in the long term it's like uh, I'll kind of get motivated 
and do something like that. You know, it's like you could keep a, a journal. I, I was at one point, you know, writing things that were more like dreams, like dream goals, things like that, uh, or even just uh, places that I wanted to be in my life, uh, things like that. But I think my some of my issues in thinking and following through on those kinds of things are that I get, I tend to get like way ahead of myself. Right. And mm -hmm. I, I think that's a lot of people's, uh, problem as well. Uh, because you can just kind of suffer from inaction when you start thinking too big and, uh, overwhelming yourself. Right. So this past year in particular, I've kind of tried to dismantle those notions in some ways. And I think I'm uh, getting to a point where <laughs> I'm finally understanding in my brain, you know, how to break things down into smaller steps and uh, be, and like I had said before, I think your mentality is uh, very forgiving to yourself as well. And that's something that I'm, not as good at. <laughs> I think I had to learn that. Yeah. I, I think uh, I, talking about like breaking things down into smaller steps, I, I that was something I had to learn. Mm -hmm. um, I think when I was a you know younger person, like let's say teens to early twenties, I would get lost in these super complicated goals and dreams, and I would want to plan them. Not necessarily from start to finish, but like have like a just a general idea of how I was going to accomplish it even before I'd start to take action. Yep. And yeah. so I think um, one of the things that I had to learn in adulthood was like that you're going to waste so much time not doing anything, just thinking about things or exactly. wanting to do things. Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, as, a, as a young person, like I spent so much time wanting to do things and talking about I was going to do things and not actually doing things. And you have to balance that um, thinking, planning element with actual real world action. So, you know, adult Brian takes a takes a look at a complicated project. And then I try to just look at what's, I, I think of stuff in like my milestones, kind of like a, uh, my brain always thinks of the, the football field. So like, how do I get 10, you know, let's break this into like a full like 100 yards. And then let's like, how do I let's break these into 10, 10 yard segments. And like, how do I get to the first 10 yards? And that's usually my starting point. Yeah. And once you can kind of break things into milestones and kind of have a immediate next goal, have a kind of spur you into action. And I, and I find that like most of the times and most of my plans, uh, I may have a plan like from start to finish. Um, I'm paid to have a plan uh, currently. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, but like the, the planning, um, it, you'll get halfway through a project and you realize your understanding of something complicated or later was not accurate. Mm -hmm. uh, so like there's a, there's a, a magic to being able to finesse and kind of adapt and move along the way. And that's something that um, I don't think that I was really preparing myself for as a young person. Like I didn't really understand like, Oh, 
I would I would think the rules are you're gonna have to have this all figured out. Be like, no, just you know, every day's a battle. Go into you know, strap on your helmet. You know, uh, move your goals along an inch forward, and that's incremental progress, right? And if you if you do that on a regular enough basis, you can look back in a short period of time, and you can have a lot more progress. So that's that's a way you know that I try to navigate stuff. Um, I try to break it down into small sized chunks and try to eat a little bit of a chunk every week. Yeah, that's that's great. I yeah, I think, uh, it, yeah, it's almost like you you need to yeah figure out a smaller piece of something that is obtainable <clears throat> at a in a, a more immediate amount of time, right? Uh, like you're saying. Yeah. If you focus too much on just thinking about the the grand design of whatever it is you're moving towards, then uh, all of that time spent thinking is just time being taken away from actually doing the smaller thing that's right in front of you that that you actually could do and can do. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know that too. Like my ideals, you know go to like high-reaching ideals like let's end pollution right mm-hmm. like yeah yeah <laughs> how exactly. do you do that how right do you do yeah. That? yeah especially it, as like a single individual right mm-hmm. <laughs> and i think it just starts with just try to do something you know try to try to take an aspect of your life that remove the waste from it like uh recycle your bags like bring you know just little steps Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. You, you build up speed with it too. So I mean, if anything you find important, I think it also feels good to be able to talk about your goal in a small in a small and be like, "Hey, I did this today! Hooray me! Celebrate those small wins!" Right? You'll get a you'll get a kind of a nice little uh, uh, endorphin kick whenever you complete stuff, and you feel like you're actually moving versus like. Um, if you really look at the grand scale of you moving through a super complicated project, like you're slowly walking your way through a bog, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you know, what's, what's fun about my job is I have to report on the bog sometimes being like, oh, we increased 3% this week. We're on track to hit a goal, but in, you know, six months from now. And, uh, it, it may not feel like that 3% is much, but like, it's actually a little, quite a bit. And so, oh yeah. It, it adds up. Adds yep. up quick. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the uh, that's the other thing. You have to realize the the cumulative aspect of something, right? Doing doing something. Uh, and and I just got. Uh, I mean, I've experienced this before in my life, but just recently, I, I kind of got uh, a sense of that as well, just by doing something very uh, simple, an hour a day. Uh, well, not even an hour a day, an hour once a week for, uh, you know, just a couple of months. If you just take that hour and and make sure you do it uh, over time, you suddenly uh, have this, you know, mass of, of something that you've accomplished, right? It, it's, it almost feels like magic when you look back at it because you're like, I wasn't really doing anything, right? It was like, an hour of my time in a week, but you know, you could have been doing something else that, you know, wasn't building towards anything. Right. So, uh, I think you have to, 
realize the power of um, even just those small movements for sure. Uh, hey, look at us! Yeah. We're we're eleven episodes into a podcast. That yeah, we, right. <laughs> probably you know started like a month ago. So, like, yeah. how crazy is that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that you know, and I wasn't I wasn't even thinking about the podcast, but then when I started saying that, I started to think about the podcast as well. I uh, I was just I was actually thinking about uh, um, making graphs on a program that I had kind of learned how to use. And yeah, it only took me an hour a day. I'm I'm by no means an expert or anything, you know, but a lot of the times the things that you that need that you need to learn that get you somewhere, right, are uh not things you need to be an absolute expert in. It's again, it's almost like uh the cumulative aspect of just doing uh, a bunch of things. You know, not becoming the master necessarily, but if you uh, become proficient in a like wider amount of things, you almost become uh, a type of master anyway, right? <laughs> yeah, I think I think a lot of times I would get hung up early, being like, I need to be a master at this. I need to be well grounded in it, and really, I think. Um, you just need to be passable. Like you literally just got to pass. Yep. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, the whole, you know, what is it? C's get degrees. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Kind of yep. mindset. Like if you, if you can just like give up the perfectionism, like mm -hmm. give up the, the, uh, the ideal that you're going to have a well oiled finished product. You know, people look at star Wars, star Wars, like, Oh, it's a masterpiece. Right. And George Lucas was like, just terrified. Um, <laughs> putting that in front of audiences. He yeah. Was like, it's not done. It's not done. Right. Yeah. That's, you know? Oh, that's it's a funny thing because I just remembered. Uh, speaking of Star Wars, right? <laughs> I was having this uh, conversation with my girlfriend when we were watching The Mandalorian, and uh, this was months back. And uh, <laughs> it's funny because you know there's there's such beautiful artwork like during the credits, mm -hmm. and uh, <laughs> you know we were just such we were in such awe of this beautiful artwork that people have created. But at the same time, it's like, we're like, I bet whoever drew that was like, no, that's trash. You know, they, they're just like, they're not, you know, cause you, when you're in something, you, you have such a critical eye for things. Right. And then you, you oh, it's yeah. that inner critic. You just, even if you're, even if your art is on a television show, you're like, you're still embarrassed by it. You're like, you still, think that it's it's not good enough you know <laughs> yeah it, it's you know that that stuff's kind of funny to think about um i also think about like the artist being like yeah my art's it's it's good enough to be on tv but it's on the credits right <laughs> you know right yeah <laughs> then you're still yeah you're still like being self-deprecating you know mm -hmm. it's like <laughs> uh you know another another hurdle for people, I think, is um, sort of taming that uh, inner critic, right? And yeah, I, th I think you got to kind of tell it to shut up and just put yeah. it out there. Um, yeah. You know, you got to kind of trust your gut a little bit of why'd you get into this first place, you know? Mm -hmm. 
but you know i think uh i don't know you see as many people like put stuff out there and be like oh maybe i would have thought about that a little bit before i put that out there but you know it's, you know it's, you know they got their work out there right so yeah yep yeah and and again like with our podcast you know it was i think i think it's it's progressed it's moved forward because we we did just do it right it was like mm-hmm. i didn't even have a very good mic and we didn't have a very good <laughs> mic like uh you know recording system we were like this is fine like we'll just do whatever we can and just roll with it and and i think that's actually in part what has allowed us to keep going right it's like well we yeah. we just sort of try to get it done and uh, do what we can and then you know we're, we're both still critical like we both we're both like yeah this part could be improved or you know yeah we could do this maybe somewhere down the line but but it doesn't mean we're not gonna do it you know yeah i, I think it also helped with um with knowing myself i was just kind of like let's just do it and then put it out there and then now i'm going to be forced to have to do it right because it's now out there so if i would have workshopped it behind the scenes who knows it could have been years it could have been like you know i'm coming up with the perfect intro episode and like you know i don't know that podcast is like a sacred form of art it's people talking so it's like like how well crafted do you need it to be you know yeah yeah it's uh yeah and i think people have all sorts of different approaches with it too so it's sort of uh yeah you i don't know it's it can be really anything that you want it to be in in some ways as long as it's uh resonating with other people uh yeah, I think it would be a little bit different if this was like staged and we were doing production values and sounds and having yeah. segments cut in and actually doing reporting. But yeah, <laughs> that's too much. <laughs> that's a lot of work. That is too much work. Um, so, you know, I, I think uh, to back up to the goals uh, point, though, I think I think you have to first uh, – I think it helps to have just a general goal and, um, but it, it, but it needs to, I think it needs to be specific. Like, um, uh, like you can't be like, I want to, you know, I think it was, was going to be crazy to say like for the podcast, for example, using myself being like, I want to be the next Joe Rogan be like, I don't know that I'm going to have that reach that audience, but I'm like, I do want a podcast. And so I had a small goal in my head is like, I'd like to set up a weekly routine podcast and mm-hmm. focus to get to 10, uh, 10 episodes. We yeah. did that. Yeah, we, we did. did that. Yeah. So yeah. now at the moment, it's like, now I want to, you know, speaking of the goal, the goal I think continually changes. Like once you complete your goal, I think uh, having having good uh, goal setting skills is like, okay, so now where's that go? Um, we had an immediate access we we hit that so now we're and i'm like oh let's let's see whether or not we can hit triple digits let's see whether or not we can keep this alive to 100 mm-hmm. and let's see if we can grow the base a little bit more exactly so. yeah yeah you know we had to we had to sacrifice craig along the way right <laughs> poor, poor craig <laughs> poor craig uh but yeah you have to adapt and make changes and uh yeah see where see where things go all right. So we you had another talking point. Um, do you want to kind of go into it a little bit? 
Is this uh, seeing beyond the veil? Is that seeing beyond the veil. Yep. Seeing beyond the veil, the weirdness of reality, right? Like, we reality is such a weird thing, right? <laughs> it uh, and everybody tries to uh, contextualize existence. I think in their own way, given their own information and ability uh and so uh, i think for like an ni user for for an in intuitive person uh we are able to kind of see the inner workings of kind of those intimate differences between people uh and i and i've i've thought a lot about uh <laughs> i've thought a lot a lot about myself right about what like what is it that makes me different and and feel weird and uh it, it's kind of a theme i think for uh intuitive people into you know predominantly intuitive anyway uh, because the vast majority of humans aren't really oriented that way um, but it doesn't mean that they're not capable of existing in that mode of intuitiveness I think I think this is sort of like a misconception of um, what what is it psychological orientation sometimes uh so uh when you first sort of dip your toes into that world you might presume that you are special right uh, no matter how you're oriented because you are oriented in a particular way and this somehow makes you uh, special but it um, it's not really like that it's just more that everybody is actually much more similar than you would think um, but we we inhabit ways of orienting ourselves more frequently yeah i i think one of the things my journey specifically through mbti i think uh, i've come to the pretty much the conclusion at the end of about 10 years of really digging into it it's like we're all more similar than we're different you know we all have feelings we all have thoughts we all we all use the same like cognitive functions right uh, mm -hmm. we all have all eight uh, mm -hmm. we just choose to go to um specific ones and that that creates like um a noticeable pattern which can can then kind of almost uh it it can't guarantee behavior but like it can it can it can really show like a weird patterns of behavior um mm -hmm. you can you can notice like a pattern that seems to be prevalent among a specific type yeah 
And the problem with that is that it's not necessarily going to reach every individual. Like yeah. uh, there's going to be some people that are still a specific type, but they're, they don't behave in the same manner. Um, so, I mean, there's cultural age, uh, you know, generational stuff that gets played in there. Values change, you know, people are, I think it's crazy to me to think about like, um, uh, concept of would you still be you if you were born 30 years ago like right. if you were raised up with in a different timeline would your values still be the same how would you differ mm-hmm. it's a funny question uh for me because i wouldn't be alive mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know but i yeah but but yeah you know if, assuming i i was able to survive <laughs> would i yeah. be a different person you know i i, I think yeah the, you know generations have a tendency to have differences, right? That's why we sort of mark them differently. And uh, uh, but I, but again, I think people generally are not so different throughout time. It's uh, it's more just how we cope with the environment that we're born into, and that environment has changed. And so we're all sort of having to cope differently as time goes on. But I think humans throughout time have largely been very similar, actually. Which is interesting because I think like sort of the uh, the younger me had a perception of like, you know, like somehow people like from the 1800s or whatever you know i'm like at some level when i was younger i sort of viewed them as like inferior in a way you know (laughs) and i think that's completely wrong you know in some ways i think that's just completely wrong (laughs) i think people do the best with the information they have available to them yeah and i think um you know mankind kind of just keeps on adding to stuff uh as the years progress and what's funny is stuff that that um gets pulled out from a century ago i mean like look at this bizarre uh thing that people did and uh people would be like well they thought it did this or this or that you know mm-hmm. there was a reason why they were doing that yep. it was wrong ill-informed mm-hmm. uh, terrible you know, yeah. think about like, uh, I think about like cocaine and like Coca-Cola, right? Uh, yeah. It keeps you awake, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> it did, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, I would I probably would have been drinking that stuff too. I would have been like, yeah, <laughs> it's great. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah, you don't know what you don't, what you don't know, so. Just... Yeah, it's, it's one of those things that I, th- I think I try to be forgiving to people because um, I think we're all on different journeys as well. Um, mm-hmm. and, and everybody's not born in the same circumstance. Not everybody has a nuclear family and not everybody has the same culture. Not everybody has the same support as well. So, you yeah. know, when you run into the barriers of life and development, um, not everybody's at the same, same spot. Yeah. Um, and so I think you have to, I think it's hard when you, when you really work on yourself and like you get to a point and then you're, you're slapped in the face with like a, like a, a version of you that you see in somebody else from yesteryear. Um, and it's yeah. like, 
Oh man, you got a lot of work ahead of you too. <laughs> um, you know, and yep. it's one of those things to have patience because, like me, I'm not super patient. And when I when I'm presented with that, I'm like, I don't know that I necessarily want to go through with dig out the uh, self development workbook and like tell them the, how to do it. Um, mm-hmm. I think it, I think it wasn't until you know my my thirties really where I had a really clear picture or at least clearer picture of like the the interactions of others to me uh in in that regard like what you're saying it's like uh i think older people had responses to to my behavior that make a lot more sense in in retrospect just uh you know, because they, they probably sometimes saw, you know, where I was headed, where, where I was going wrong, where I was going right, uh, those kinds of things. And, uh, when you're a dumb kid, you're just like, you know, you you don't think about those things. You, You're just, you're just doing your thing. You're just trying to grow up basically. Right. So you don't really have the the maturity and the mental resources in a way to uh, navigate those more, I guess, high level uh, interactions or that awareness of uh, people being on their journey and um, how to appropriately sort of swim up and downstream with or without people <laughs> that kind of brings into like a um, core need of mine uh, was always trying to find like a mentor like I was always looking for somebody that could like give me a guidebook like how, how do we get through life well I was I was you know I was very much looking for my uh, Jedi uh, master to help me through life right mm-hmm. bring it all back to Star Wars oh yeah definitely um, but, you know, I didn't find one or at least didn't find a fit for one or I didn't I didn't recognize ones that were in front of me. Um, so, like, I kind of had to figure it all out myself uh, in some regards. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what it's what's become important to me. At least now, when I when I have a clearer picture of it is like it's I think it's important to have. Um, mentors and mentees. Um, I think you have to. I think you have to have people to look towards for guidance um, that have more experience than you do, so you can run ideas by them. Um, I think you also need to have mentees so that it's not just so that you can pass your knowledge along, but it's more like so that you can continue to be connected to the younger generations. So that you can learn the ways that they're thinking and think that way too. Yeah. Incorporate that in. Um, one of the things I remember with being a young person was, you know, talking to adults and them not seeing the picture that I was seeing that was ultimately going to change the landscape. And they were like, oh, that's too far off. Um, I think, uh, I think um, part of that was like, I'm thinking like in a, in a career facet they're like 
I'm out of here in 15 years. Why do I care to adapt to that? Like, um, you know, I'll, I'll just die with the habits I've formed, you know. Uh, but my, my mentality is, I, I feel like your journey here as a human is um, you uh, kind of self-select to be a part <laughs> of the grander human race, right? You, mm-hmm. uh, you, you can opt in or opt out. You can, you can decide to buy in or, or decide to ignore it all. Um, yeah. And I, I think we only collectively move forward whenever we, uh, when we're inclusive and we, and we learn from each other. Absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, I, I heard something a couple of years ago and, uh, uh, you know, you know, when you hear things in your life and they don't really stick, you know, and then it's, it's almost like the timing of when you hear a particular thing matters uh, in order for it to really stick. And so I had heard this in so many words, but n- not exactly in this way. But uh, as far as like what you were saying, uh, I'm going to swing back to it a little bit. But <clears throat> the the idea was that the cavalry isn't coming, right? And... I think that that is so true on one level that you can't live your life expecting uh, the cavalry to come save you. It it really does have to be yourself and your own motivation and your own actions that move you in any particular direction. And I think a lot of times people can tend to languish um, because they think or believe or just really hope that one day, you know, the cavalry will come and, and save them in some sort of way. But when you embody that mentality, when you uh, really accept that there is no cavalry, that it really is on you to to drive yourself. Uh, I think you can then like appropriately navigate to uh, situations that that lend themselves to legitimate mentoring and uh, being a person in always in the middle of that process you know you you always need uh somebody that is mentoring you and you always need to be teaching somebody uh because that transfer really sort of what am i trying to say it it makes you a like a fuller human in a way, if you can do that in any capacity. It, I mean, obviously, you know, there are people that are uh, incapable of that. And I don't mean to, uh, you know, diminish anybody that's in a situation where they're, where they're not capable 
either just at that time or, you know, just for whatever reason they, they can't. Uh, sometimes that transference happens in less obvious ways as well. So it might not even be, in, I think it sometimes you'll, I've seen it happen with myself is that transference may not happen with the party, um, the immediate party that I was involved with immediately. Um, mm -hmm. If a, if it's a career option or, or some kind of relationship that no longer continues, I may try to pass that information on what I learned about that in different aspects with new relationships, new building, new, new mentors, new mentees. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and I also think that, uh, you know, engaging in that sort of flow of knowledge um, kind of loosens everything up too. We kind of can get locked up in different ways and kind of, it's, it's almost a, a way of helping yourself stay accountable uh, and, and mentally well-oiled, right? <laughs> I think the, I think I had to, the Calvary isn't coming. Uh, when I think about this, I think of the scene from Lord of the Rings with, with Helm's Deep. Yeah. Where, like Gandalf, Gandalf's not going to come over. He's not going to be riding over. Yeah. Like the morning time, like that's, that's a best case scenario. And yep. that is likely not going to happen. Yeah. Um, so armor up boys. We got to fight off a wave of orcs, right? Well, you know, and, and, during that battle, right? They did they did they give up? Like did they say, like, oh, we need Gandalf? No, they fought, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they fought until he showed up. And, you know, it's like they they took ownership of their own part in it. And I and I think like I was saying, it's like when you do that, help will come. You will find it in in whatever way. So it's it's not as though there, you know, there is no hope. <laughs> there, it's not as if there's no hope, but it's it's yeah. critical that you just play your part and do everything that you can within your own power, right, to drive yourself. Yeah. It's 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 like showing up. Like how do you, how do you you know how do you want to fight? How do you want to live life? How do you mm -hmm. want to like? It's one of those things, would you, uh, you know, I always think of it like, would you rather, you know, die on your knees or, you know, die in a fight? You know, mm -hmm. would you rather surrender or give up or would you rather go out fighting? You know, so. At, at least show up, right? At least show yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that kind of also makes me think of like, too, like when I'm approaching life in myself, I always look at, I don't look at, you know, as a young person, I kind of looked at myself as, as me as an infinite resource like oh i can do anything i can do i can and you kind of you know i realize no i'm i'm finite like I'm, you know <laughs> there are limits there are limits so when when going to war you know pick the right battles right like mm -hmm. realize that 
anytime you, you're going to take on something big, um, it is going to you you, know, you are not going to be the same person that you that you uh, started as. Like it, it's you're going to change. Um, maybe for better, maybe for worse. You'll just be different. Like the the journey will 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 uh, will have a have a toll, and not necessarily a bad toll. You know, you just be you'll be at a different place, right? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So, all right. Did you want to go into the third topic? Do we have enough time? Oh yeah, yeah, we got time. Uh, I don't. I don't even know where we want to go with that. Uh, it's. I, I guess we could go. We could go anywhere uh, with what is love. What is love? I always just think of the song. What is love, baby? Baby, don't, don't hurt, hurt me. me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's yep. what's now going to be stuck in my you're, you're Everyone, you're welcome. Yeah. You know, not at the Roxbury. <laughs> you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see their heads bobbing. <laughs> Man, that uh, 90s kind of like club music like that, um, where you just had to have like a catchy phrase and a nice beat, right? Mm-hmm. Music hasn't changed, let's be honest. It's that's the same true. today. <laughs> that's, that's true. Catchy tunes. So, you know, so what is love? Um, did you have a specific aspect of life that you're looking at through that lens? Um, was that a question posed to you or was that just a general, like, were you, were you just interested in my take on how do I define love? What is love for me? Uh, I think I think it was a, just a general musing that I had written down, actually. I I mean, sure, I, I, I'm interested in your your own interpretation but uh also i was sort of thinking of it in uh even not only general terms but also somewhat philosophical terms uh i think it's interesting that everybody possibly has uh, a slightly different notion about it but we all we all know kind of what it is i guess what do you what do you think love is such a i think you're right it's such a universal concept but it means so many different things like uh, it could be compassion it could be affection it could be patience understanding um you know it is this all-encompassing positive sometimes even uh it's largely portrayed as positive in my brain when I think of love I think of it as a positive thing I think of it as like a bonding to another person like just care just like unfiltered care for another person absolutely yeah so you know know, but I feel like there's all kinds of you know there's romantic love there's you know there's a you know I feel the love that I feel for like my kids um, is completely different uh, than probably a love that I felt in any other capacity as well. So, yeah. um, you know, the love for my parents and my, my family is different than that that I feel for my wife, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, how to, you know, how to call the, you know, you just needed a general, like, affection. I'm fond of you, <laughs> you know? <laughs> the, yeah, uh, I think it's it's kind of bizarre that English only has one word basically for love uh, like yeah you know i always think about like you know 
when you're a teenager and you're in your first romantic relationships, that's a big deal. Be like, oh, I love you. And mm-hmm. the other person, like, either, like, immediately blurting that back at you or being like, I like you. And then you're <laughs> like, oh, you don't love me. <laughs> I'll oh, go no. die now. <laughs> I'll go die now. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, when really I think a lot of a lot of that pain could be uh, offset if we just had slightly different words for different circumstances maybe and then that would give people i, I don't know it might maybe it might cause more harm ultimately <laughs> i don't know i mean you would you know i can you imagine like dating someone and they're you're they pull out the the love scale and they're like <laughs> i'm at i'm at yeah 73 of love right. with you <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i don't know i i appreciate scales personally but <laughs> Just like to know where you stand, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's complicated. It's the I reason think, we uh, go to war. It's uh, I don't know. I think it's one of those things that like um, life is so long and short at the same time, and it's so bizarre. But like love is one of these things that like I I think um when you experience it like you know it all right like your mm-hmm. entire being is filled with it right mm-hmm. um that uh that's the other thing you know is is love just a chemical does it transcend exactly where chemicals? I was going <laughs> like is it is it literally a, a state and then it sets up a biochemical response and now you're like oh I'm in love now mm-hmm. and what you know if we could distill emotions like on demand if we could trigger biochemical responses to emotions you want to feel would you would you even partake in that yeah i don't i don't think so i don't i mean but but that's easy for me to say because again yeah. it's like i i feel personally very blessed to just be like one of the happiest people on the planet probably like just I am completely wired for like optimal stasis as far as emotions goes. It's weird. It's bizarre. Uh, <laughs> so it's like, I don't even, for me, it would be like, why, you know, I don't, I don't even need it. <laughs> I think that's a, it's an interesting, I don't think that I would want to partake that in either. Um, it would just be like a weird, like faking like a way of being like it's not genuine exactly and, and there's something i find sacred or cherish about like genuine feelings like genuine connection genuine love and bonding yeah. um i i think of um on the flip side like people often say like you know they think of love and they i'm like go the opposite of love is hate and i'm like i don't you know, I don't, I don't think I would ever want to biochemically, you know, can you imagine if you could just fuel hate, just like, uh, you know, <laughs> right. That would be, pills. that would be interesting. I don't know. That, that would, I mean, you could, wasn't it? Okay. Uh, I, I watched this, uh, world war two documentary, right? I didn't, they feed the Nazis like, uh, meth or something so <laughs> i have no idea yeah I have no idea <laughs> yeah i think yeah the, the nazis they were like given meth and uh that's why they were such incredible 
fighters, you know, it was like, it was ridiculous. Um, so like, I imagine like a, some sort of drug that was like hate plus, you know, we like crocodile. Have you ever heard of crocodile? It's like yeah, that wasn't crazy. Yeah, the, the bath salt kind of stuff. Yeah, well. bath salt. Yeah, like just sort of hate emotions and bath salts and you just like you could just engineer you know human super weapons basically it's i don't know it's scary stuff that that we could potentially do with with humans but then on the other end yeah it's like what if you do it with with the like love chemicals you know and just make everybody super crazy that, happy i think that would be so dangerous cuz what if like uh it would be so weird to like you find out you're you know, your loved one has been on love chemicals the entire time, right? And oh, like, yeah. And you're like, so do you really love me or not? And like, <laughs> you know. That's a moral quandary, yeah. Right. <laughs> I got to take these pills to love you. Yeah. Uh, sh- shut up. Let me take these pills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, that's uh, that's sort of alcohol already, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's too funny. Um, I don't. I don't know. I, I feel like this is such an open-ended. Uh, like I, I probably would stay away from it. I, I think anything like this, where we start uh, hijacking the human response, like uh, I'm out. I, that's yeah. why I always had trouble with drugs. Was like uh, whenever you start altering perspective, you know, you know, perspective or function, I feel like you get into dangerous territories. Because like if if it's pleasurable, there's usually a high downside to it. Oh like, yeah. Uh, and, and so, like you're chasing the high at the co- you know at a at a great cost, and the longer you do it, the the worse off you get for it. So like it, it's it's one of those things that um, I don't know. Like I would just probably stay away from it. Mm-hmm. And I think also I'm remembering vaguely some studies about uh, your like your efficiency or something to do with. Like you know, you needing the highs and the lows. I think there's something about having highs and lows that's actually uh, a driving factor for humans, anyway. Uh, so yeah, like not only do you need it just to you know understand that there is a difference, right, uh, and to appreciate the difference, uh, but I think there's something also that uh, keeps you sane in itself just by just by having that motion of going from high to low Uh, as long as you know it's not the extremes i think that's like where people uh, have psychological trouble right when you have two extreme highs and lows you need some sort of optimal wave function of your uh your happies and your sads which which I definitely have. <laughs> I am I am riding that wave. I don't know why or how, but yep, <laughs> it's me. Yeah, I think um, I think I do a pretty good job of riding that as well. Um, I, but I think I think you have to you're absolutely right. You have to have the highs and lows um, to kind of have a sense of like. Um, because I can't imagine, like, what if life was just great all the time, and that's your baseline. So when mm-hmm. everything, it, when it's just normal, like it's just fine, like uh, you'd have this 
perception like something's wrong things are just fine you know mm-hmm. yep so uh did we solve it did we answer what love is there you go it's uh it's all of those things <laughs> yeah i think uh it's not uh it's not something that that any human can solve right that's why there's so many books and poems and movies and uh, every sort of thing that we have created has been sort of born out of love in some way or the lack of it because it's very mysterious. Say, if you didn't have the lack of love, you wouldn't have nearly as good as songs, right? Exactly. Yup. And uh, everything we tend to strive for uh, is in some way motivated by some aspect of it as well. Whether it's for an individual or a country or family. Uh, it's, it's a thing. <laughs> yep alright well I think I'm at the point now where I gotta go shut up and make the tacos so. <laughs> you know it's funny because uh, I think we are well we were either gonna have uh, tacos or nachos so I have to go make that decision <laughs> uh, for everyone listening that's that's that was a joke uh, my wife came down and told me to shut up and make the tacos before I started recording so you know <laughs> Wiley's in on the joke, so I'll key you guys into it too. So I gotta go shut up and make the tacos. All right, and uh, also I am going to be watching the finale of uh, Winter Soldier. Yes, thank you. Falcon, Falcon, Winter Soldier. Yep, yep. yep. It's on my to-do list as well. So excellent, excellent. All right, well, enjoy your weekend, Wiley. Yeah, you too, and uh, we'll see you all next time. All right, bye, everybody.